A shutdown has come to San Diego once again. The county hit the state's triggers over the holiday weekend, initiating the restrictions that will last for the next three weeks. The rules basically bring the region back to where it was through much of April and May. Most indoor activities are now banned. In addition to rising COVID-19 case counts and deaths, businesses are also feeling the pain of another closure. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Lori Weisberg here on the business team, and you cover tourism and hospitality. And obviously, your beat is very much affected by these changes. Let's start with a basic understanding. What are these new restrictions that are now in place? Well, it's um, it's not all indoors for every every kind of business. It's mostly a focus on um, restaurants, bars, breweries, wineries, um, museums, zoos where they have anything inside, aquariums. Um, entertainment centers, arcades, anything that's indoors like that. Um, things like nail salons and and um, places where you get your hair cut and styled, that those were not affected. But one of our biggest industries is the hospitality industry. And while hotels are not affected, as I said, restaurants and bars are. Um, that's a huge industry. It's about it's a, when you combine drinking places and, and dining places, that's uh, more than a $7 billion a year industry. So it's a huge impact just after kind of just resettling into for less than a month of indoor dining service. Um, kind of got the rug pulled out from under them um, because they've, they've got to go back to um, takeout. And, and if they're lucky enough to have a decent amount of outdoor space, they, do, they can do that, but not mm-hmm. inside anymore. And with the rules that are now in place, are there any exceptions or little caveats that you feel people should know about? Um, well, as I said, um, if you you can do outdoor dining, and and for those areas where we've seen a little Italy and Gaston where they they shut down for the weekend, a whole street, whether it's Fifth Avenue or India, you can move more chairs and tables out into the street. The mayor just issued an executive order that. Um, that will allow, uh, you don't have to go through the permit process if you want to take up uh, parking spaces or sidewalk space. So um, that's um, that's possible. Mm-hmm. And during this almost month of restaurants were allowed to have indoor service and now they aren't, what was the mood like for business owners? Can you give us an overview of some of the struggles they had both to reopen after closing and now closing again? Right. So there, you know, as they pointed out to me, there is a, a cost to reopening. You don't just, oh, OK, we can open. We open our doors, throw open our doors, take reservations and everything's good. There's obviously the kinds of supplies you need for the sanitation, the floor decals, the plexiglass. So they have to invest in that. You have to go through a more rigorous training staff you do bring back. So it's also calling back staff and trying to get enough people off of unemployment to come back and train them. Um, so there's a cost to that. And then getting up in your inventory. A lot of restaurants, when they closed, suddenly, because of COVID, were stuck with some pretty pricey inventory, especially places like steakhouses, where you have a lot of um, high-priced beef. So there's a cost to that. So now they're gearing up again. They've geared up. They've had outdoor dining. They've had indoor dining. And then they're told to shut down. They kind of knew about that for a few days because the warning signs were there last week. Um, But again, now they have to get rid of the inventory unless... They can use it up for their outdoor outdoor dining and takeaway. But, you know, again, not everybody has the luxury of um, ample patio seating. Some do, some don't. Mm-hmm. 
And during this time, um, do you know of any things that changed for restaurants that really ended up being a success story? Because consumer habits changed so rapidly during this pandemic and continue to change. Are there any kind of local restaurants that have seized the moment that you know of? Um, I think some have gotten creative in, in doing more outdoor service. Um, one restaurant, Terra, um, in um, San Diego, has a parking lot, so they can they can almost make up for their their lost business. Um, they can do that, but yeah, so they were able to use um, um, a parking lot that they have, and that's that's allowed, um, and that's also part of what um, the mayor's executive order is. So um, they that was helpful. They could almost equal what they had uh, before the pandemic because you combine that with the indoor dining. But now when you take away the indoor, they're back to, you know, restaurants like that are back to 25, 50% capacity. So some are getting clever, you know, they sold grocery items, they um, packaged meals and everything is helpful, but whether it's success story, I don't know, I go go that far. A lot of, a lot of restaurateurs are predicting a huge failure rate in the coming months. Um, Open Table, the reservation system, down the reservation system, they, they predicted a huge percentage of restaurant failures. It's just how long can you last? Um, they all have paycheck protection program loan money that's helping them get through this. But for many of them, it's running out. That money's running out in September, October. And then what? I mean, they... Um, it's, uh, they're wringing their hands. They're, they're, they're quite worried. They're, they don't show their stress, but in their words, um, one, you know, the waterfront bar owner said, you know, we're getting destroyed here um, with this on again, off again. Um, mm. So, and, and, and another issue um, is people, you know, they're having to become enforcers. So not everybody is wearing their masks. Mm. Um, and so that's a big issue. And then they feel like, the social environment that is a restaurant or bar gets destroyed, but you're trying to kind of play traffic cop all the time. And you have some who were sort of rebellious or indifferent to this, this statewide countywide order to wear your mask. So it's, it's a very difficult position for them to be in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's certainly different from the beginning of the outbreak because when the shutdown was first ordered in California at the time, there was a lot more hope that, the country could flatten the curve, develop treatment and enough testing to prevent a tragedy. But as things have turned out, the United States has become a global outlier in cases and deaths. And with the way the numbers are currently looking, uh, we expect a spike in, in deaths anytime soon because of the delay in reporting from the county. So now it's almost more dire than it was then. The only difference is that we've lived through the pandemic this much. So maybe those things that would have frightened us months ago don't have the same kind of emotional impact because we've kind of seen this TV show to use this terrible metaphor. Right. And you, yeah, I think, I think you're right that people are getting numb to the effect of it unless we know somebody close to us who has been imperiled by it. So you're right. It, and it feels like it's summer. It feels like, well, maybe things are back to normal, but of course, as you keep hearing from the, from the governor and, and also our, our public health officials here, nothing has changed. The virus is still the deadly virus. Um, it's mm. still, social distancing, wearing masks, wash your hands. Um, so it's, it is, it is still frightening, but as you say, we, maybe we're, we're numb to it. And, and, and restaurants and bars, while they feel maybe that they're being picked on, the problem is, is that they track community outbreaks where I think it's three or more people who have been sickened in one place. 
Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, restaurants slash bars have consistently led the list of those outbreaks. They say over 70% of the outbreaks we've had have been in a restaurant or bar. So that's that's another issue for them. That um, So is it really the their, their customers who are at fault? Or is it the restaurants themselves? I mean, I, there's not really finger pointing here. It's just this is where people congregate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing throughout this entire outbreak that's been kind of a push and pull between the UT and the other media organizations in San Diego and the county is that, of course, we want to know as much information as possible. We understand there's medical privacy, but knowing exactly where those outbreaks were, how it happened, how many people, those would be useful things to know. But the county has been very guarded with that information because they argue that if we tell you too much, people won't participate in this contract tracing. So it's kind of this... The county saw this coming, but we're only really feeling the effects now. Exactly. And you're right. I've been among those who at, at the press conferences, and, but others have as well, pushing for them to release that information. And I know Supervisor Fletcher has said just what you are saying. We run the risk of people not being truthful or, or participating. I'm not sure by that. I, I think we deserve to know um, where these outbreaks have been more specifically, um, but they're not at this point, budging on that, they're, they're taking the position that they don't have to be transparent on the specific names, just the genre of facility that's had the outbreak. Mm-hmm. And going back a little bit to something you mentioned earlier, uh, San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner announced plans to make it easier for restaurants to start outdoor dining. How exactly is that going to work? Can you walk us through that process? So um, it's almost like his announcement is there's no process at all until the city council considers uh, the guidelines for this. It's it's supposed to be um, accelerating your permits and reduce fees. But until then, which is in about um, a week or two when it goes to council, he just feels like they were hit with this resumption of no indoor dining. So he wanted to make it easier for businesses. So if you can take over some parking space take over your sidewalk right now you're in this kind of free zone you you don't have to wait for your permit to be approved you can just you know put put your tables and chairs out there i'm not exactly sure how it's going to work because it sounds like you'd be maybe blocking traffic but um you can't really um go out into the street you can um and I might have misspoke. I'm not sure if you can do the parking spaces right now. That might be part of it, or or, I'm, I'm, or that's part of what's coming before the council. But you can go into an adjoining parking lot that you can do. Again, he's saying, don't worry about permits right now. Uh, I want you to be able to resume as much, with as much business as you possibly can. So I'm going to help you with that. And I think maybe some restaurants that were applying for these felt like it was taking a little too long. And so he's hastening the process, which is really no process at all, at all for now, but you will see a very comprehensive proposal coming very soon before the city council that will get rid of the fees, accelerate the process, get the permits so you can get going with more outdoor dining. Even when indoor dining resumes, it'll still be a big help because you can't have as much indoor dining. Yeah, it kind of solves multiple problems at once because the current science suggests that as long as you're in a place 
where there's at least some airflow, the aerosolized droplets of potential virus are going to dissipate and aren't enough to infect someone. So the more we can do stuff outside, the safer we can be. Because as we've heard from the counties, even though we've had a month-long series of protests over the death of George Floyd, I think they said less than 30 cases were were connected to the protests, while there was hundreds connected to restaurants. Yeah, no, I know. I was surprised to see that. You're right. There wasn't, so far it appears there wasn't much impact from that. Now, whether, and there's also a question, will we see a delayed impact from 4th of July? We heard from the county supervisors that um, San Diego was relatively well behaved over the weekend and whatever visitors we had, at least at the beaches. So um, maybe we won't see too much of a residual impact from the 4th of July. I know there was that that concern. So I know the hope is three weeks will pass, our numbers will be better, and we can resume indoor dining. The question, of course, though, if I'm a restaurateur is, hey, I've been through this, do I dare reopen again, only to be shut down again? It must be a really difficult decision for them to figure out, do I do I keep going through this on again, off again opening? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hardest thing through this pandemic is because this virus takes so long to incubate, the numbers that we get are delayed. So someone who gets a confirmed test on the 4th of July likely got infected a week after the restaurants opened indoor dining in the first place. And it just kind of goes against human nature to assume that what we see is true when in reality what's going on is delayed by half a month. Right, right, yeah. So it's so much of a, a wait and see. Um, I'm, I'm really... I'm really curious to see if, you know, San Diego can can be better behaved and make some changes in those in those numbers because everything's guided, as we know, by those metrics that the county health officials keep releasing. Um, so we you know, it's how it is how well we behave. Yeah, it's certainly ironic. Uh, looking back at some stories you wrote in 2019, San Diego's dining scene was having a big moment. And of course, craft beer and other niche products and kind of all that's up in the air, which is kind of a shame because we were becoming a destination for that kind of thing. Oh, right, right. And, and I, it must be really weird for restaurants that were about to open. Like the story I just wrote was, it's called The Huntress. It's in the Gas Lamp Quarter. A $10 million project took three years. He was supposed to fully open his new steakhouse. It's a multi-level um, venue. And he he did open, but not the whole steakhouse. He did it more just one of the levels outside, a little bit inside, um, just more appetizers and drinks, and then, you know, then shut down for indoor dining. So it's these big projects that that were, as you say, contribute more to us as a dining destination. Um, How do they limp along until things resume some sense of normalcy? Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully our numbers will go down in the next three weeks and we can resume back to where we before. Right, right. We can hope for that for sure. All right. Lori Weisberg, thank you so much. Thank you. In other news, about two-thirds of San Diegans have responded to the U.S. Census so far. That's a better response rate than the 63.1% average throughout California and the national average of 61.9%. But in some areas of the regions, have less than half of households responding. Census data determines how billions of federal dollars are divvied up among states, which then fund a variety of priorities such as public schools, free and reduced-priced lunches, community health centers, Head Start child care programs, and roads and highway projects. 
The census also influences representation in Congress, dictating how many seats each state is given in the U.S. House of Representatives. This week, a coalition of nonprofits will push to get people to respond. Households that don't may get a knock on their door come August. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. As developments are coming to the world of baseball, our San Diego Padres podcast, Hot Lava, is back. Kevin A.C. and Jay Posner discuss the start of the MLB season. Look for it wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is made possible by subscribers to the San Diego Union Tribune. As we live through this momentous time in history, the truth and facts matter. If you are not yet a subscriber, please go to uniontrib.com slash subscribe. Until next time.